Hey everyone, this is Chris and Tony's Blood Donuts. Where we talk about and review your favorite horror movies. So grab a dozen. And a pint of blood. And let's talk about the 2023 American slasher comedy, Totally Killer. We sell donuts. Blood. And donuts. We sell donuts. Hey everybody, welcome to Blood and Donuts. I am Tony. And I'm Chris. What's up everybody? Here at Blood and Donuts, we will start by sharing an overview, facts and first impressions. Then we will give you our rating before we go into a scene-by-scene discussion full of spoilers. But we will warn you before we go into that. But Chris, why don't you go ahead and tell them how that rating system goes. So we also rank our movies on a 1 through 13 donut scale. 1 through 4 is terrible, and we're not going to recommend it. 5 through 8 is mid-range. It's worth a rent if you have time. It's not terrible, but it's not great. 9 through 12 is great, and uh, you should rent it if you have time, but definitely go check out a 9 through 12 film. And 13, Tony, that's in a baker's dozen tier, and that's a pretty rare. That's a master class of horror movie Um, And we also alternate movie choices here. This one is yours, and whoever picks the movie ranks it first. And uh, we're both in the dark on our opinions, so I have no idea what you think about this movie, but you probably had a pretty rad time. (laughs) Totally Killer, a 2023 American slasher comedy film directed by Nanachka Khan. The story follows Jamie who, after her mother is murdered by the same Sweet 16 killer who went on a murder spree 35 years earlier, travels back in time to 1987, where she pairs up with her mother to catch the killer during his original spree and return to her timeline before she is trapped in the past forever. Chris, before we get into this, last week (laughs) you came to the show with strep throat, and and I said, hold my beer. I, 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 I raise you a COVID-19. That's what I have. I got COVID and I'm here. So that makes me better than you. I feel like in a way, why do you got to one up me, man? I that's just, that's all I'm saying. Like the, the flu or something. I've been sick as a dog and I'm here anyway with COVID COVID. Was, we appreciate you putting in the work, man. And yeah, I, I mean, appreciate it. I do this for y'all. I do this for y'all. <laughs> Totally Killer premiered at Fantastic Fest on September 28th, 2023. Uh, It was released onto Amazon Prime Video on October 6th, 2023. Did not go into movie theaters, went straight to Prime. I think that was a good choice for this movie, Chris. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I I don't remember any advertisements to see this thing in theaters, Um, but I think that's a pretty smart call. This is a direct to uh, streaming service kind of movie. Yeah, um, you see, like uh, Bl- it's a Blumhouse production. They put they put Believe they put Exorcist Believer in theaters. They put Night Swim in theaters, which mm-hmm. uh, by the way is already streaming right now. <laughs> uh, but um, but I think they they made a very good choice with this one, which I think this is the best of the three uh, of those three. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you know my feelings on Night Swim, and you know, it's well, it's probably worldwide known our feelings on yes. Exorcist Believer by now. I've been watching uh, Back to the Future my entire life, one, two, and three. Just watched it with my boys, my wife. Um, I revisited, I think, last month. Marty McFly, nice. Doc Brown. 
uh, I, I love it. I love every bit of it. This mix, this uh, mixes uh, two of my favorite loves. We got Back to the Future, and then we have like a slasher horror, and they kind of they kind of meld the two, and they throw some sprinkle with some comedy and humor in there. I mean, uh, that that's that's my jive. I jive with that. I like that. Yeah, and I think the um, I think it's a pretty good balance. You know, don't go into this thing just wanting to be creeped out or wanting just yeah. to be horrified like when evil lurks or something but yeah um you know going to it with an open mind and just have fun and and i thought the jokes were were funny i, I thought they landed you know like i say i watched most of these movies with my wife um and she was laughing and she she enjoyed it but i was i was kind of rolling at some of the jokes and she was just kind of like i don't get it it had that dry quick humor um, that I love. So it, it really um, blended the two well, I think. I think so too. And you're seeing more of these, these mashups. You're seeing these these comedies and these slashers that come together, kind of like a Happy Death Day. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so it's like, a, um, and, and I like them. They are what they, they are. They, they don't try to be anything else. You know what I mean? Uh, Kieran yeah, and Shipka sure. is the, Kieran and Shipka is the, is the, uh, the girl that plays Jamie, our main character in this. And, uh, this is, I, I'm, this is my first introduction to her. Um, y'all mm -hmm. might know her from other things. I've heard that she was in Riverdale and other, I don't watch, I don't know. But uh, so apparently she's a very talented actress that has, uh, but, but this is her debut for me. And I thought she was great. I was like, who is this girl? She's amazing. Um, did you feel the same way? Oh yeah. I mean, and she had to play a, a wide range of emotions from sad, heartbroken, to frantic, to happy, all, all of the emotions. Uh, she really carried this movie yeah. um, a very strong lead. I thought all the other actors and actresses were, were fine and funny enough, um, but they did a great uh, casting choice with her. I think she knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Not only that, they had a lot, like, like you said, there was, there was a, there's a big, there's a huge cast. I, I mm -hmm. feel like <laughs> you were introduced to a lot of characters here, and I'll, I'll tell you about some of my gripes and some of my uh, positives when it comes to that. But there was a lot of great known comedic actors in this. You had Julie Bowen as Jamie's mom, or Pam. Randall Park was the sheriff from the 80s. You have Lachlan Monroe as Jamie's father. You have Olivia Holt plays teenage Pam. She does a great job, I feel like. Uh, Troy Leanne mm -hmm. Johnson plays the best friend from the 1980s, I guess we can say, without spoiling it too much right here. There's a great cast. Lots of characters in this at times. Uh, for a slow man like myself, like I said, it was a little hard to keep up with some of these characters at times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, for me, you know, I would say 60% of the cast was just kind of they're kind of doing yeah. their thing and then you had the other 40 percent, including our our lead just kind of carrying the rest of it and i think they did a good job a lot of references in this thing too i mean the, yeah it, it, it's almost like every character and every scene was a throwback to something like jamie's character is after you know final girl boss jamie lee curtis yeah um, a lot of throwbacks to the breakfast club stuff like that yeah i saw that uh, the, the, the the fringe white jacket that was worn by Jamie's very similar to the one that was worn by Sloan and Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 1986, directed yeah. by John Hughes. Um, there's a, a lot of cool, a lot of cool throwback, uh, throwback, and like you said, references. I don't think I even caught them all. I feel like I'm uh, kind of well versed in those things, but I was born in 1985, so I don't know all of the 
John Hughes no. films. I, I've seen Pretty in Pink. I've seen Breakfast Club. I don't know every second of those films. Uh, but um, some of these references were so well done. Um, a, a movie like this nowadays uh, can go a little too far in the political correctness uh, aspect of mm-hmm. this, you know, like kind of go like a little too woke, but I feel like this poked fun at both sides and it did it very well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I feel like, I feel like it poked fun sure. at the future and it poked fun at the past as well. You know, like, yeah. so, so, uh, I mean, uh, as an example, at one point, Jamie's like, uh, unwanted touch, unwanted touch you know what i mean like so like like there's stuff like that where it's just like oh that is kind of silly that's so you know what i mean like so there's things like that and i love how how this film did that yeah i I like the part where she's like um here i I got the killer's blood on a napkin and she gives it to the cop she's like search in the dna database and he's like what what's a dma database and he like throws the blood napkin on the ground and keeps talking to everybody like okay whatever yeah he, he like really he funny. acted like he was typing on keys and he goes he goes look i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna solve crimes look at me i'm solving crimes get out of here all right seriously guys yeah it was yeah just stuff like that the, it was just so funny. the 80s jokes uh, oh. are really funny it, it's it's a comedy i think first and then yeah. maybe a horror second yeah you know kind yeah. of thing um, uh, fun fact, the first year that DNA was actually used to solve a crime was 1987. Did you have that? Uh, nice. I saw that, but I didn't, okay. I was going to sh- save some facts for you. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, uh, this <laughs> film was filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, did you see that when the trailer was released that it drew comparisons to a certain film that had already been released? Did you hear about that one? Mm-hmm. So, um, no. it, that, so there, there was a, a near identical plot to the film of the final girls from 2015. I haven't seen this film. The no, film was I about, cool. yeah, I didn't either, but the, the film is about a teenage daughter who goes back in time having to save their mother. The director of that film, Todd Strauss Schulson, I think I said that right, commented on social media. He said, haven't I made this before? Dang. Yeah, this. Yeah, I know the studio, <laughs> the cast, the crew for Totally Killer. They still uh, have not commented on some of the similarities with that film. I have not seen that. I would like to go and revisit that and see if it's anything yeah. similar to this because I because I really thought that this was a very refreshing and and new idea for a film. I don't know. Not not that the uh, not yeah. that not that time travel hasn't been done a hundred times. And even this film like pokes fun at that. Like at one point they go, yeah, time travel movies don't make sense. They say that in this movie, which is a time travel movie. So I, I like, yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Kind of pump fun at itself. Yeah. Um, I got a couple of little other facts. It's all pretty much just callbacks to the breakfast club director, John Hughes. Yeah. His family is the Hughes family. I love John Another Hughes. Another nod is, uh, it's a Vernon High high school, and yeah. that's after the teacher from Breakfast Club, Richard Vernon, I guess. Mm. So that's kind of all I mean, there's some other spoiler facts, but um, I have a couple for when we get into that part of the show. Yeah, there, there's a there's a uh, a ton of facts and just like stuff that this is one of those films that you can kind of go, you can kind of rewatch this film and go back and kind oh, of yeah. see the similarities and, and, and little little uh, uh, Easter eggs that they put in here because there's a ton of them. And I think they did a really good job on that. I picked this film. Do you mind if I go ahead and get into my rating? 
Go for it. Okay, dude. here's some of my pros, and I might have touched on these a little bit in the uh, already. This movie is really fun. I enjoyed watching it from start to finish. I thought this movie was very entertaining. Most of these laughs landed for me. I love slashers. I love Back to the Future. I really enjoyed the humor. It danced between the craziness, the political incorrectness of the 80s, and the craziness and over-political correct- correctness of today. Thank overtly racist, smoking cigarettes while driving, uh, things that would get you canceled today of the 80s, (laughs) getting to go back and kind of, we get to laugh at those things, which I think when we do that, it brings us closer together. You know what I mean? Because those things were Mm -hmm. ridiculous, but hey, I grew up in that era as well. She gets out, she looks at the high school, and there is a Native American Indian, like, there and it just says above it it just said what does it say red devils or something like that yeah the red devils. oh my gosh and she's just like oh that's i was i was expecting that she was like she's like starting with the racism yeah already. yeah um everyone was so blunt and mean from the 1980s the gym teacher was hilarious in comparison uh to uh you know jamie again the unwatched uh, unwanted touch unwanted touch uh she's in the front office at one point at the high school and she says can i get a different schedule i'm not really a, a gym kind of girl and the, like they only had like one schedule <laughs> They're like she just handed her the schedule like that's the schedule like what do you you have the schedule where she she came from uh she's in in current times you would just go change your schedule you know i'm not right. comfortable i mean i just thought that was hilarious that office worker was like a little unsung hero for me because she's like hey i really need to pull this girl out of class and blah 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 what class is she in and and she's like explaining her emergency and the lady just like hands her a note of yeah. like where she's at. Like she doesn't care. Just yeah. Go and, she, and she goes, you just gave this to me. She goes, yeah, we're not Fort Knox. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, what, what, and so what's cool about that is because they didn't have Columbine yet. They didn't have the many school shootings that we have every day. So it's like, it's ridiculous to even think about a school secretary just giving a kid's location in a school just outright which that's how it yeah. was in the 1980s. Um, mm-hmm. So I loved watching that dynamic play out. So that was really cool. I thought the cast of this movie was great. The movie really hinged on Shipka, and I already said that. She was up for the task. She knocked it out of the park. She was funny. She was entertaining. The killer was cool-looking enough. I like the killer's mask. I liked his skill set. He seemed very unstoppable at times. His uh, his kills were pretty brutal. He he's, he stabbed these sixteen year old girls on their sixteenth birthday sixteen times. So they were kind of brutal at times, but um, so it warranted the R rating. This film does have an R rating. I enjoyed the very very end of this film. The changes to the timeline. I'm not going to spoil that too much. Um, that's every uh, time travel film, okay? So um, I would have liked to see more of that played out, but still I enjoyed the way that it was presented, kind of. And then I get into my cons. This movie did not take itself too seriously, so any of these cons that I say, it's going to sound like I'm splitting hairs and I sound like Mm -hmm. just a a complete (laughs) jerk. The cast was great, but with an hour and 45 minutes and you have so many cast members in two different timelines... This movie has no time for character development, so you feel zero sympathy for any of these deaths, except maybe the first one, which I'm not going to talk about, and and you only feel that for just a minute. And uh, maybe that's a good thing, because you want the laughs to keep rolling. This is a comedy, right? So uh, to be honest, I was having trouble keeping up with who was who some of the time, especially in the friend department in the 80s timeline. 
if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Again, this movie was going for laughs. The irony, uh, not character development, so I get it. That, that being said, this film's not scary at all. The slasher kills are yep. great, but there is no point in this film where you're going to be scared, for me anyway. In fact, the slasher himself is on screen for maybe 8 to 10 minutes of this film. I'm yeah, maybe 15. Sure. I don't know. If anything, they could have upped the horror and suspense a little bit for me. You know, if you're going to do a mashup, but it's very hard. It's very hard. This is uh, this is why this is not a typical thing of these mashups. So it's a very rare thing and they're doing it. It's uh, yeah, it is what it is. I didn't enjoy the part of the reveal of this killer or killers. I didn't enjoy the carnival ride sequence at the end. It was mid for me. The killer stood up at one point. He starts walking. Against gravity. Didn't make sense. I didn't understand any of that. And I don't know. Uh, uh, um, it comes off a bit corny there at the end. Mm-hmm. This movie was more entertaining uh, than than scary. I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a big, a big 7 out of 13 for me. I thought okay. it was fun. I thought it was enjoyable, quotable, <clears throat> smart, refreshing. I have since sent more uh, some YouTube shorts. Uh, I've seen some more YouTube shorts of this film. I've sent them to, to friends. I've sent them to my wife. It's a, it's a funniness. It's a, it's a comedy that kind of lingers. Us being a horror uh, uh, rating show, I think a yeah. seven is a big seven. I'm giving it a big positive seven here is a, is a really good score for this film. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. I'll go ahead and jump into my pros. Um, they kind of parallel with yours. Um, so do the cons, actually. Yeah. Um, really funny. Like I said, all the jokes really landed for me as well. Um, great acting, especially the leads. We talked about it. And the story's fun. You know, and I like the kind of the Max Headroom mask bad guy or whatever. Yeah. The cons, uh, like you said, man, again, not really scary or suspenseful. It did have a good balance between the slashing and the comedy but I wanted to be a little more scared during the slasher parts. I was just kind of, like you said, no characters really fleshed out. So it wasn't really, I wasn't really rooting for any of them to live. It was kind of, okay, whatever. Um, and the bad guy was incredibly strong for who it turned out to be. Um, I mean, he took a lot of shots and kept on coming. And I was like, really that guy? Yeah. That, the, the, the skinny, yeah. oh, really? <laughs> or that person, sorry. Or, or, per, or persons persons maybe um and i'm actually gonna go one better on this tony um i thought the actor that lead actor was just really strong for me and i did enjoy the comedy parts i'm gonna give it an eight Eight. out of 13 donuts that's Um, fair again you know i'll recommend it it's mid uh tier Uh, you know it's not just overly creepy at all it's not scary at all even the jump scares there's not really any (laughs) jump scares i would have appreciated a couple of good jump scares thrown in there but if they were they missed um i didn't get jump scared at all so but uh eight out of 13 for me absolutely if you were born in the 80s or you have any like uh sense of like of like that era and like you want to compare it to today and you like horror films i think you're going to enjoy this film i mean like you don't Mm -hmm. everything doesn't have to be gory crazy nuts mess to be a good film this is a very enjoyable film and i think you should go watch it before we spoil it right here Go watch it on Amazon Prime. Totally killer. What do you say we spoil this thing? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. In the small town of Vernon on October 27th, 29th, and 31st, 1987, three teenage girls named Tiffany Clark, Marissa Song, Heather Hernandez, 
were killed by the Sweet 16 killer, each having been stabbed 16 times on the nights of their 16th birthdays. In the present day, teenager Jamie Hughes goes to a concert with her friend Amelia on Halloween night while her mother Pam stays at home. Pam used to be friends with these three victims of the Sweet 16 killer, and while handing out candy, she's attacked by the killer who stabs her to death. Holy smokes, man. Uh, that condenses oh, a lot quick. of... Is that really his name, the Sweet 16 killer? I mean, come on. I guess he did slash him or stab him 16 times, whatever. On their 16th um, birthday. Yeah, I do like how they really just established quick, like, this story. Um, it was, you know, uh, this movie's like, what, you said an hour or 45 minutes long. Yeah. Within the first 10 minutes, you have a nice, good plot, and you have a, a huge kind of character death for our main character, and so, and like I said, her acting is, is just uh, off the charts. But yeah, they kind of established the story pretty quick. So that's yeah. pretty, pretty good job by them. It was a creative way of doing it too, because it brought it into the modern era with with via podcast, right? There was a podcast <laughs> who was actually like uh, moderating this thing. He was just saying, he was like, he was kind of talking about each death and how it happened. And it was kind of like, it was showing a video and like an overview of the body. And there was kind of like mm -hmm. a, it was like a doll or something, some animated, it would show the real body and then it would turn into an animated uh, little girl. I don't know if you remember that part of it. it. To me, it was very cool the way they did that there in the beginning. But yeah. it, it went into depth of the the nineteen eight these these three killings and uh, and it established that Jamie uh, Jamie's mom Pam was one of the friends of these three girls. And we didn't we we thought the sixteenth killer had went away. And there was this guy doing this this podcast who who uh, they were like, oh, uh, they never caught him. Is he still out there? Who knows? Mm -hmm. And uh, and and Pam, Jamie's mom, had been waiting her entire life preparing, getting ready, doing kung fu, doing karate, getting ready, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> For this yeah. killer that's going to come, and to Jamie and to Jamie's detriment, because Jamie was very irritated with her mother, they did not have a good relationship. She yeah. wants to go to this concert. Her mom is very overly protected, uh, protective, yeah. for good reason, and so it really hurt the relationship. And then you you see her dad take her to the concert, and uh, and her mom's like blah blah blah, you know, uh, watch yourself and do this, and what, and she's like mom rolling her eyes. She takes her friends, she goes mm -hmm. to the concert, and then and then while they're uh, at the concert, this happens. This sweet sixteen yeah. killer comes back, and they have like a very like like this doesn't he doesn't just come and stab her to death. They fight it out. Yeah, it's funny because as soon as she sees the killer, she like gets into fighting stance like, mode. <clears throat> you know, she's like yeah, ready. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like fight, ready, fight. Dun, 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 dun. It's like Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? She's she, got like hidden compartments oh, on her shelves. And yeah, crap she's been weapons. ready for it's it. It's like this is John Wick. We're like, what is this? She's like doing cartwheels <laughs> and karate. Damn Wick. Oh yeah, this is it's pretty incredible. So, uh, so you, it establishes the killer is pretty. He's a. Uh, He's uh he's he's light on his feet and ready to fight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought I thought Pam was surely going to take this guy out, but he mm -hmm. took her. He took her out. Um, one one little note is uh, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie was sitting in the back seat of the of the car while her dad 
took her to the concert and he got, and and the dad kind of looks back he goes I, I just want you to know when you sit in the back seat of the car uh like i'm an uber driver it really hurts my feelings <laughs> i just thought i just laughed so hard because because i have to like uh, i have two teenagers and i'm like i was like one of y'all can sit up front you know that i'm not you're just your uber driver i, th- I just think it's hilarious very on point yes as jamie grieves pam's death she helps Amelia put the finishing touches on a time machine that she's created for a school project. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud, doesn't it, Chris? <laughs> it does. <laughs> and uh, it's approached by a reporter who is Chris Dubasage, right? Is that, am I saying that right? I, I remember saying it uh, during the movie. I was it like, Chris Dubasage? 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 Dubasage. Dubasage. Who tells her that Pam received a note from the killer that she kept... Uh, a secret that you're next one day. Oh my gosh. Mm. Pretty creepy. <sighs> yeah. A little, little note there. Um, and, and again, this movie just, it's flying by, man. It's like, Oh, here we killed the main character's mom. Oh, Hey, here's a time machine. It's probably yeah. going to get used. I mean, it's, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. I, so I didn't know, I didn't know a lot about this film. We're, we're, we're kind of late. We're kind of late to this. We're three months late, I believe to, to this film. Ah. So, <laughs> So I, I, I didn't know anything about it. So my first thought before I really knew what this was is, um, man, they really like, I, like w- uh, no funeral, no funeral or anything like, but, but, I, I, but that's good. They didn't need a funeral for this because this is yeah. flying by and, uh, we don't need to grieve Pam's mom because she's going to. You know, there, there's better days ahead, and we're going to see her and all this stuff. So it does show Jamie crying in her room, and I think that's yeah. enough. And then it shows her eventually back in school, I'm assuming. I'm assuming she didn't go the next day. I'm assuming she took some time. and uh, <laughs> but, the, but they're sitting there, and it's a very awkward, like the principal's up there and the gym coach, and, and they're like – they're, they're, they're cop, like, school, yeah, school cop Yeah, and they're yeah. Like, like, just in case there's a you – know, uh, run – Run, but they're going through like steps, like run before and go devils, go devils. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I like we don't do it justice talking about it here because no. those the jokes were really well done. And like again, I I I really laughed out loud at a lot of these, and uh, and I thought I they were too. yeah, I thought they were very well done. Uh, <laughs> so good, Chris Dubasage, the podcast guy. He's probably mm-hmm. in his mid fifties. And he went to high school when these uh, the Sweet Sixteen Killers uh, was was doing his uh, his damage, you know. And his dad is a very famous uh, news reporter. All he is is a podcaster who who basically delves into the Sweet Sixteen murders. Chris Dubasage. Well, Chris Dubasage yeah. is a friend of Jamie's mom, Pam, who was just murdered. And he approaches Jamie. He goes, I want you to know that the Sweet 16 murderer gave your mom this note many, many years ago. And she was yeah. like, why didn't, why didn't he show me? And she's like, well, she, she didn't want to scare you or anything. And it said, you're next one day. And, and real quick, too, we didn't really touch on it yet, but this movie does a pretty good job in the beginning of like a whodunit and that yeah. kind of goes until the big reveals. Yeah. Like the dad is kind of looking suspicious. He and does. He seems to be jealous of the podcaster guy and the yeah. podcaster guy doesn't like the dad. And yeah. it's like, it's, it, it does a great job of just establishing you with 
well, God, was it the dad? What? Well, surely not. Was it the podcast guy? Yeah. No, it couldn't have been. I mean, you're just kind of naming off all these people like the weird, her best friend's mom looked kind of weird and she didn't say much and she walked to her car awful quick. Yeah. You know, it was a really good kind of whodunit setup. You're, you're right about that. Yeah. So it wasn't just, it wasn't just comedic horror. There was also a whodunit aspect to this whole thing. Um, yeah. and, and it goes back into the future and, and, and messes with the timeline. There's so many elements to this film <laughs> and it doesn't an hour yeah. and 45 minutes. I have to commend that and tip my hat to it. You know, um, at night, Jamie, uh, she's chased by the killer. She hides in the time machine, which is like, a, it, it's a photo booth, right? It's a photo booth, but it's made into a time machine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she hides into the time machine, which activates and sends her back to 1987. But this is, uh, it leaves off the fact that she's fighting with the killer and then the killer tries to stab her. His knife goes right into the, like almost like the uh, the the, the console, yeah, yeah, the console, the, the, the interface of this mm-hmm. photo booth, and that's what uh, really flips the switch and turns us into a time machine. Her friend, yeah. obviously, who was an absolute genius, and uh, and uh, any movie where there's a time machine, you just have to believe that that's gonna, you know, that that's there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, still on board. Everything it is what it everything is. Everything you've said so far could have happened. Yeah, that's so what I'm, I'm saying. And, and at one point, again, like I said, this film, uh, some guy says, uh, "Time machine movies are, or you know, they're so unbelievable." Or you know, you know, it's just. I mean, it is. I mean, like it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But you have to. Yeah. Like the <clears throat> knife was just the last missing piece of this complicated time machine. That's exactly what happened. I mean, come on. She realizes that if she stops the Sweet Sixteen Killers original spree. She can save Pam's, her mom's, life. Jamie, masquerading as an exchange student from Canada, discovers that Pam and her friends were despised by everyone in the town because they were bullies. Jamie manages to convince Amelia's mother, Lauren, and a teenager named Doug, her school's present-day principal, to help her out. I think the funny parts about her first meeting her mom is that like she wants to call her mom, oh. but then she's like, "Mom, mamacita, mamacita." <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that Very she funny. like she shows up. She's like, "Can I get my schedule?" And they give her a schedule. She's like, "I'm not really a gym girl." And she goes in there, and she's like, she's got these little bitty shorts on. She's like, "Why are these so short?" <laughs> and then and then they're playing straight up dodgeball. Like hardcore, yeah. bloody, do- nose, oh, dodgeball. bloody nose dodgeball, and which, which she does get a bloody nose, and which the gym mm-hmm. teacher hilariously says, like next time, like the object, like maybe when it's coming at your face, you catch it. That way, I don't have to like touch your freaking nasty <laughs> child blood. But she said that to her, didn't she? Like <laughs> she did. It is, it's so funny. Very funny. Oh, movie. it's so hilarious. And it's just like so blunt and true, and that's how they talk to him back then she talks to her mom and she goes like uh she goes mom and like chris like chris said she like she cha- i mean mama sita and then she like reaches yeah. out her hand and she says i'm jamie from canada and her mom's like yeah. her mom who is from the 80s is like i'm not gonna shake your hand because i'm not 45 and i'm not a man you know like it's just like <laughs> stuff like that it's just so funny yeah, uh, they did like they did a really yeah, good. She's job. such a bully too, doesn't she? Like flip her off. Oh yeah, just, they're oh. just they're the mean girls of the eighties. Yes, 
And, and what's and they fun? They call them the Mollies. Or yeah, something like they're the Mollies. They <laughs> they dress like Molly Ringwald, which is uh, uh, each of them dress like one of. Uh, Molly Ringwald's characters from uh, from the eighties that one of the John yeah, Hughes films. Movies. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's such a good plot. I don't know. I, I it's just hilarious. Yeah. Jamie's present day best friend, which you really don't learn about a lot about. You you learn more about her mother from the past in mm-hmm. this film. That's the bulk of it. So Lauren in the past nineteen eighties. That's who you're you're really learning a lot from. She's the uh, she's the the smart one. Um, even though I mean. I guess uh, so. So she's like trying to get back with her and trying to, I guess, uh, get a time machine going so she can go back eventually, right? Yeah, because her mom in, in present day is like a smart engineer lady, yeah. um, and you know her uh, her mom is like, yeah, my mom was really close on this time machine, uh, or you know, her friend is saying that, um, and so she just needed a few other little tweaks to it, and she'd make it work. So. The present day best friend gets a lot of her smarts from the right. back in the past, uh, kind of I guess nerdy girl, if you will, yeah. um, that nobody really talked to. But and that's why uh, Jamie kind of seeks her out. She's yeah. like, hey, she she knows how to build a time machine. Absolutely. So anyway, so Jamie's trying to stop the murders because she knows that they're happening. They're happening that night. The night she just arrived mm-hmm. in 1987. They're about to happen. The first one's about to happen that night. And it's going to happen at a party. So she has to Ill, uh, infiltrate this party. She has to get into this party. She's too much of a dork to get in at this point. And so, because the mean girls just turned her off, uh, just like, you know, uh, including her mother. So, um, yeah. she goes to the party. They kind of say, no, some, some big, football player like carries her out and like at some point she's like i gotta get in there i gotta do some stuff and and the 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 principal the present day principal from the past he like gives her a boost is that is that where the help comes from um yeah the president is that doug yeah he's kind of also outcast and he's he's not allowed in the party and so they're trying to he's trying to you know step him up there across the fence so jamie gets into the party hosted by Tiffany. She's unable to stop the murder from happening. Using the trauma to bond with Pam, she infil- she infiltrates their group and convinces them to leave for the weekend. Although this kind of backfires, they end up at the cabin where Marissa was killed in the original timeline. As Jamie works to protect Marissa, Heather is murdered instead changing the timeline. This is so confusing, Chris. Um, so it's, much, so much is going on here. Um, it's hard to to, to uh, explain this to the audience, but well, no, it's funny because they still end up in the cabin because she's clearly she's like, let's not go to a cabin. You don't yes. want to go there. Let's go to this let's, condo by the beach or something. Let's go to and the, the city. Girls, like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, she's like, let's. Uh, it's, uh, no, don't go to that. Let's have a girls' weekend, which I guess in the eighties was not like a real thing because they go, we're not going to lesbo out or something. Yeah, we're not. Gonna, she's trying to les out with. Oh, us. we trying to les out? No, we're not going to do that. We got some guys coming. It's hilarious. I mean, it's so funny, guys. Um, she yeah. like so she goes, we're gonna go to a, we're gonna go to a condo in the city, and she goes, yes, my parents have a condo, and she's like, that's great, and uh, Jamie falls asleep in the car, and they wake up in this creepy ass cabin out in the middle of nowhere. She goes, this is not a condo. She goes, it's not? What? <laughs> and then not only that, but there's a there's a truck filled with dudes behind a whole party full of people, including yeah. her future dad, who um, she, she's trying to keep from her mom. It's a whole big story. 
Um, it, that's funny too, Tony. So, and back to the future, you know, I think, and, uh, I know from past experience to send that movie so much. Yeah. Marty goes back in time to try to keep his parents together. Right. Yes. But in this movie, she's trying to keep her parents Jamie, apart. She's trying to keep them apart. Yes. She's like, you know, don't, don't do the deed now. Yeah. You know, going to be born too early or something like that or whatever. So her, her dad, um, her dad, it's, the, it's a funny dynamic. Her dad at the very beginning was like, I'm glad we didn't hook up in high school because we were so wild that it would have, yeah. it would have never worked. And he said he looked like Zac Efron or something. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> and then, and then she goes uh, and tells her mother that, Hey, you're going to end up with, uh, I, you know, I can see the future and you're going to end up with him. And she can't, uh, Pam at that point can't keep her mind off of him. She's like, Oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. end up with him. So, um, that affects the timeline going forward in the future. And we'll talk about that later. But, um, that's <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. she says, yeah, it's crazy. She tells them we're not going to go to the condo. We're going to do this. And, uh, and there's, the, there's so many jokes that I'm not even going to mention here. There's a joke about uh, weed at one point. Um, there's weed going around the party. They're all high. Jamie's like, why am I not? I don't feel anything because, she, because the weed of today is so strong that she, <laughs> she's like, you must have the tolerance of like a horse or something like that. Like, like her tolerance is so high because the weed yeah. is so ridiculous today. You know, like the, the weed is so strong today where it, like she's going through the little bag. She's like, what are all these sticks? And <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you eat one gummy. Yeah. You eat one gummy today and you're like lost. You're like, where am I? I don't even know what planet yeah. I'm on. I, I did like the scene where, you know, um, they just like locked Jamie out of the house again. And then she's like trying to get in and then the killer gets in. So she's like going from window to window, trying to, trying to be yeah. let in and stuff. Yes. Um, it's a pretty funny scene. It's hilarious. Not only that, she's like, I got, I have pizza She's like, to try to get in and, and they're all high and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a, it's a very funny dynamic that the, the, the killer does get in and, and he doesn't get to kill the victim that he wants to kill, but he kills another victim, but it's not, mm-hmm. I, it, it can't be her birthday though. Right. Yeah. And I like how on, you know, it's, it's changing stuff in the present day where they're like, no, look at this picture. I actually was there or, you know, um, she actually wasn't killed first. It was this other person and stuff yeah. like that. So it's, it's really cool. how they kind of bring it together. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole dynamic there. Um, as far as that goes and, uh, in every, in every timeline, future past time machine movie there's like this uh there's a theory and they give a theory of like a river and you're you're in the uh, anyway it doesn't matter time is a river tony Uh, time is a river on a halloween night the group reconvenes at the amusement park while lauren works on turning a popular attraction into a makeshift time machine for jamie to travel forward in the present day chris helps amelia fix their time machine as they realize that the timeline's changing, the group lures the sweet 16 killer into a haunted house where he attacks them, only to be impaled by Kara, the town sheriff, in the present day with a scythe. Nice. Is that? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like the, uh, you know, they're at the fun house and the, at the fairgrounds, right? Yeah. Um, we always love to go through that thing, right? oh, the, the haunted attraction. Loved where you just, it. You, you ride through a little mind cart. And it's just like 
loud red lights and flashing stuff. This one looked like you could walk through it. That was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. You and I, yeah, we did that. State Fair, we would ride through it, and we would sing uh, weird, obnoxious country songs while we did that. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> but it was amazing. Uh, this, the, Yeah, so they all said we're going to trap the sixteen, the Sweet 16 Killer, and they do a good job here, and they, uh, they, they kill him. End of movie, right? Roll the credits. <laughs> hey, that's in the next part. Don't be. Oh, I'm sorry. Jumping ahead. Oh, I'm but, sorry. But um, what you know, I I touched on it last paragraph. Yeah. The where they fix stuff in the past and it changes the present. That's called the Mandela effect. And that actually, if you look at some Mandela effect theories, there's actually some pretty creepy stuff out there on it. It's it's one of the better uh, creepy theory type stuff that you can read online. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Doug is revealed as the killer, seeking revenge on the group for the death of his girlfriend, Trish. Marissa reveals that she, Tiffany, and Heather got Trish drunk one night, let her drive home, and with her dying in an accident that night. Pam, however, was not present. As Jamie wonders why Pam received the note, a second killer appears and slits Marissa's throat. So the first killer is Stream Bean Doug. Yes. Who's just taking a beating. And I'm sitting there like, really? That guy? Yeah. Like he couldn't even climb a fence, but he's like taking blow after blow from like big football player. Dude. At, at one point he did mention he knew Kong karate, right? He I went, guess, yeah. He, he went and just take a yeah, punch he, like he, nobody's. He went, I mean, he was, he, he went down to the mall <laughs> and he's been learning from uh, karate Tom how to, how to, mess people and he's nice. ta- he's taking hey. he's taking vengeance for his wife his girlfriend you know <laughs> F- fat so, trish does that also mean right like marissa she gets her her throat cut yeah and isn't that the school resource officer in the future yeah it is i mean she's not there anymore yeah uh they don't go into detail about that hopefully she lives Time through that travel. yeah this is weird um so now there's a second <laughs> killer who's chasing after jamie Killing Chris's father along the way. The two face off in this new time machine as it activates in the killer on this carnival ride. And the killer is revealed to be Chris, the podcaster from the present. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Chris is finding out about this. He wants to keep the podcast going, all this stuff. Chris also kills his father who's do who's doing a newscast there on the way because because everybody in the movie along the way are like dude you just do a stupid podcast your dad is a real he's a real radio guy you know yeah, you're he's just a real man yeah he's a real man he's a Chevy <laughs> man he's a GMC man you drive a forward you know I don't know they're like you do a podcast you're not yeah. a real man. Sissy so, stuff. You're sissy stuff. So he kills him. That makes him feel so much better. So he loved that. He loved, again, if she goes and changes the timeline, saves these girls, he don't have a podcast anymore. So he yeah, has we, a. We got to make sure that we don't get to that point where we're murdering for views. <laughs> I want to make sure. I'm going to guarantee you, listeners, right now, we are not going to get to that point. I want to tell you right views. now on this, I promise I will <laughs> never murder for views on this channel. <laughs> that was my presidential, like. That was pretty good, man. Yeah, I even did the. You ever done one of these? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I will not murder kind of for views. Out. So, so Doug, Doug was the original killer, but Chris, he murdered Pam and forged the note in order to generate more content for his podcast. What an ass. 
That's crazy. The two are fighting it out. Jamie's kicking him into the spinning machine, killing him. Upon returning to the present day, she finds that Pam is still alive. Mom's still alive, Chris. That's good. Since Jamie's parents got together earlier, they had a <laughs> than they had originally. So now she has an older brother who's named Jamie, and actually she finds out that her name is now Colette. <laughs> and so, so her friend's mother, who she befriended in the past, comes and gives her a notebook and kind of fills her in on. Uh, I would have liked to see visually all these things kind of play out like you did. Yeah. They kind of just did it through notebook there at the end, which which is fine. Yeah. It is an hour. Well, this this movie puts just a nice bow on everything, which we know yeah. you love that. You I don't do. love just uh, mysterious endings. You like it when the everything, all happy endings for Tony. I don't like all happy endings for Tony. <laughs> um, this is, uh, and and again, this is, an, I think this is a good horror ending. Uh, when you when your name is not the same and you have to live the rest of your life as Colette when you've been known as Jamie, that's not a perfect ending, So, yeah. which is fine. But your mom's back, so I guess, you know. But it, this is a good horror ending where there's some things changed. Here's a book. I've filled you in on some of it, you know, and you have a, uh, you have a, 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 you have a gay brother now, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it ends well enough. Again, this is more a comedy. It's like 70% comedy, 30% horror, but, um, still pretty good fun though. Yeah. It was a good break from, uh, from what we've been, we've been some brutal stuff, man. We've been, we've been been hitting the face with, Goats, you know, and you know, rotten cleansing machines. We've been, We've been rotten cleansing all, machines, man. And, man, and, uh, found footage. <laughs> yeah, but hey, we do got some good stuff on deck. Uh, what do we, we got? got? Valentine, Valentine. Up it's Valentine's Day, which uh, mm-hmm. reminds me, I need to get, I need to get some reservations and a present going for my wife. Uh, she'll be okay. I need to when go you've been married as long as I have. Yeah, you just don't do that stuff anymore, <laughs> Chris. Go get her a card. <laughs> Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street also. Nightmare, Nightmare on, on Elm, Elm Street. Street. I can't wait to see what you thought about that. What you think about that? It's It's been a hot minute since I've seen since that. Since you've seen Freddy? Johnny Depp's in, in that one. Is he? Yes. That's great. I'll, I'll watch it coming up. Uh, and then Alien coming up after that, man. Lots of classics. It's be a good month. Good February. Evil Dead, we just put that on, on Spotify. Go watch that. Mm-hmm. That's a bonus episode. When Evil Lurks is out on youtube and so is hell house llc those videos yeah. are doing really good on youtube so go watch those go we'll see you ne- yeah we'll you guys s- yeah we'll see you next week that does it for this episode of blood and donuts thanks so much for listening please like and subscribe check out our other episodes on apple podcast and spotify stop by our youtube channel blood and donuts podcast until next time this has been chris and tony's blood and donuts Bye.